Catholic Conversations on Catholic Spirit Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Catholic Conversations on Catholic Spirit Radio. I'm your host, Paul Garcia, and today it's my pleasure to be speaking with Officer Bryce Jansen and Detective Marty Krylowitz, both from the city of Bloomington. We're going to be discussing avoiding senior scams and scams at large. And wow, this is something that many of you listeners will really want to listen to. Uh, if, if you don't talk about it that much, you need to talk about it more because it is a serious problem. The amount of money that older Americans lose to financial abuse could be as high as $10 billion a year. But it's hard to get an accurate reading on this as many individuals are just too embarrassed to admit what they call their, their gullibility to the authorities. Gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me today. I'm really looking forward to the conversation. Thanks for having us. Of course. Thank you. My <laughs> pleasure. So, how are you both doing today, first of all? Doing great. The Good. hot weather last week was uh, stifling, but it's nice to have this nice, cool, air-conditioned weather outside right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. I'm doing good. Doing good. All right. Good deal. So, how big of a problem are senior scams? Let's just jump right into it. Is it a big deal? Are they, are they fairly rare? Or what do you think? Oh, it's a pretty big deal. We get calls on them frequently. Um, people don't really realize they're being a victim a lot of times until somebody brings it to their attention. Um, they might think they're helping somebody out. They might think they owe somebody money. Um, so they start sending cash, gift cards, cashier's checks. And the next thing you know, they're out 50, 60, 70 grand. And uh, that's not un- uncommon by any means. Mm-hmm. Now, a large amount of the listeners to Catholic Spirit Radio and to this show are over the age of 55. What are the main demographics of people that are hurt by this type of abuse, by these scams? I would say that is the target most times for these scams is that that population exactly. Um, and there are a wide range um, from acting like uh, it's, you know, their grandchild needs help or acting as if somebody's in love with them and they need to send them money um, to it being the federal government asking them for money. It is just a wide range of tactics that uh, these criminals are using to steal money from this population. So we're getting going to get into the details of how they go about doing this, what people can look for, the red flags, the telltale signs that this is not a real person. They're not really your relative or anything like that. But first, why should we be listening to you guys? What do you do in this field? How do you work with uh, senior scams? Um, so I'll just go over one real quick that has happened uh, recently. Um, I got called down to, as a patrol officer, this has only been about four months ago now, got sent down to a local shipping warehouse, um, and they advised that they had a package that got intercepted, a lady uh, about 70 years old, brought in a package that seemed suspicious. Um, they, because they had seen her there multiple times during that month, and they thought, man, she's coming here a lot. Um, and they ended up opening the package, uh, and inside of it was clothing and um, a coffee maker. And inside the coffee maker was $10,000 in cash. Okay. This was not the first time she had been in there, like I said. Uh, they had gotten her for $20,000 on Monday, $20,000 on Wednesday, and then on Friday, the package that got intercepted had $10,000 in it. Um, so we see it a lot. Uh, and I'll go into a little more detail on that one later, but it, we see it 
way too much on, at the patrol level. And then uh, once we get a hold of that report, uh, we'll document what we observed, the the statistics behind or the uh, the circumstances behind that. Sorry, mm-hmm. and um, send it up to the detectives to look into. So I'm speaking with Officer Bryce Janton right now. So what are your primary responsibilities in your role as a detective in the city? I'm a police. I'm just a patrol officer. Got it. Yes. Okay. So patrol officer. Yeah, patrol officer. So any call for service, if you call into the 911 Communications Center, um, whether you call a non-emergency number or the emergency number, they will send out a patrol officer um, and they will, uh, the officer will respond, whether it be a crash uh, a scam, a theft, uh, in severe circumstances, obviously a a stabbing or a shooting, they will send out the patrol officer uh, to take that initial report. Okay. And detective Marty Krylowitz, what is your responsibility? What do you do as a detective? Well, I'm a crime scene uh, detective. So I respond to various scenes. I assist patrol officers with, uh, with various scenes that are kind of more, um, your major crimes, so like your ar- robberies, burglaries, serious crash crashes, um, death investigations, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm there to provide documentation, um, collect certain pieces of evidence, possibly process that evidence, or send it to the state police crime lab for further processing. I see. So tell me more about this woman who you said her package was intercepted and you mentioned this, this warehouse, was it that? Yes. Where was this going on at? What was she doing? And so, um, so when I say a shipping warehouse, thank UPS or FedEx. Um, so that's, I'm not going to give the name exactly, but one of those two. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so like I said, she'd come into the, the shipping center and dropped off this package. She'd already been there several times that week. And they were suspicious, told the manager, and uh, they had opened that package and found what I had previously described, all that currency. Um, So when I followed up with her later, uh, she informed me that, yeah, I thought something was suspicious about it, but deep down in my gut, I knew something wasn't right, and I still did it. Um, She said she had talked to a guy over the phone, and he seemed very sincere and kind, and everything he was saying kind of made sense. So she thought she would just do it and send the money. Um, so backtrack into the original conversation with her and this, uh, this guy, uh, he claimed to be from a computer company and she had an issue with her computer. Um, I believe she had a, a pop-up on her desktop that said, Hey, your computer needs service. So she calls this number and this guy answers really friendly voice. Um, he starts, you know, diagnosing the problem. Obviously he wasn't. Um, and tells her like, yeah, we can fix this for you. Um, but you need to send us a $500 deposit. Okay. So she sends or uh, she sends them the $500 and, uh, now they have her trust. Okay. She sent the money. They're going to help her out. And he says, oh, man, your computer, it's out of date. Uh, I can't do the update for it. I'm not going to be able to help you out. Let me send your $500 back to you. So he sends her money back to her, and she thinks, wow, this guy's awesome. There's something wrong with my computer, but he couldn't help me out. I'm going to have to buy a new computer, but at least he was honest and sent me my money back. 
Next thing she knows, he says, oh, no, I, I accidentally typed in too many zeros. I just sent you $50,000 instead of your $500 back. I, I'm going to need you to send that money back. Is that okay? She says, yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll, it's your money. It's not mine. I'll send it back to you. So she proceeds. He, he tells her how he needs the money back. And he describes to her that, hey, you know, you're not supposed to be shipping this much cash. Uh, so you kind of got to hide it, you know. So she does. She wraps it up in clothes. She wraps it in a, uh, in foil and duct tape. And Monday she ships that twenty grand. Wednesday she ships that twenty grand. And Friday she ships that ten thousand um, dollars. So unfortunately, uh, all she got back at this point in time is that ten thousand dollars cash. So my goodness, that is. I'm sure there are people listening to this that are shaking their heads, their stomachs are dropping, and they're they're angry probably. Oh yeah. So what is going to happen with her? Is there any insurance, any type of thing that can get her money back or is she just simply out of luck because she mailed cash to uh this predator? Yeah. So there is really no insurance for her at this point in time. Um the only possible recourse would be if a suspect is developed and an arrest is made, then obviously restitution uh is an, is an option. Um, but somebody would have to be arrested for that to happen. So she mailed cash. Yes. Okay. So, which is obviously very hard to track. It's not a digital transaction. It's not even a check. Right. Um, okay. So what is she doing now? So, uh, like I said, this may have never been brought to our attention. Um, she might've felt you know, like it was her fault or she might've felt a little silly that she fell for it. So she, in all honesty, probably wouldn't have reported it to the police if it wasn't for uh, the shipping company reaching out and saying, Hey, something's not right with this. Um, So I I think the main thing here is if something seems suspicious, follow your gut. Okay. If you need to get a second opinion, if somebody's reaching out to you claiming that you need to send them money, Call a friend, call a family member, call us, call the police department if you need to, uh, and run it by us. Cause we would rather take a little time out of our day to talk to you and, uh, make sure that doesn't happen to you. Okay. So pretend <clears throat> I'm a 70 year old woman, a 60 year old, anything. Pretend I'm this market that is typically, uh, targeted. Mm-hmm. What can I look for? What what are some things that I can be aware of that could trip the alarms? I guess um, a lot of times it's it's in this situation wasn't, uh, but they they'll give you an ultimatum. Um, if you're you're talking to somebody, say somebody calls you on the phone and uh, they claim to be um, the IRS and you owe back taxes. Okay, if if you don't if you don't give us these back taxes, uh, you know you're going to face jail time. You're going right to prison. You know, they don't mention, they don't mention any court proceedings or anything. There's, there's an ultimatum. You do this or we're going to do this to you. Uh, think what you want about the IRS, but they're not going to give you that ultimatum over the phone. Um, so that, that would be a, a big thing is they give you an ultimatum. Another big thing is they claim that you need to pay them money and they want gift cards. They want you to mail them an iTunes gift card. Uh, People don't take iTunes gift cards for $1,000 in payment, okay? Um, Same thing with cash. Don't mail cash. Uh, Money orders. They want the money wired. Um, They don't want there to be a paper trail. Um, So if if they're requesting you make a payment 
and there's no paper trail behind it, that that is a huge red flag. So if they don't want you to pay by card or by check and they say you can't do that, especially if they're asking you to go purchase gift cards. Yes. These are some things that are obvious red flags. Yes. And I would advise anyway against any any uh, payment over the phone, even if it is a, a card or check, I would advise against that. Um, but for sure, if if it is a, a non-traceable uh, way of currency of making a payment. Uh, do not do not fall for it, please. Mm-hmm. Now, what about some other things that I've heard, such as pretending to be a relative? Yes. Tell me more about that one. It yeah. sounds like they really get at your emotions a little. Yes. Um, so, I've seen this a couple times. Um, they'll they'll claim that you know it's it's their grandson, um, and they're stuck in New York. They don't have any money. Uh, they got to find a way to get back home. You know, wire me a thousand dollars for this plane ride back to Illinois. Okay. Um, next thing you know, guess what? That flight just got more expensive after you sent them the thousand dollars. Now you're looking at a two thousand dollar flight, uh, and that money's just going to keep going up from there until the person finally realizes, hey, something's not right about this. Uh, and it, it's not uncommon for somebody to be out five thousand, ten thousand dollars in the snap of a finger. Um, so another way they do it is, uh, either claiming once again, that it's a grandson or, uh, a brother, relative friend, and they're in jail. Um, sometimes they claim that it's, it's the jail themselves calling. Um, and you know, your family members being held at this correctional facility, uh, you need to bond them out. And the only way to do that is once again, sending us this non-traceable payment. Um, so one thing to watch out for with that is watch what you put online. Okay. Your social media websites, uh, Facebook, be careful how much personal information you share on there because they will find your relative's name. They will find out how old they are. Um, they will find out what they look like with pictures posted and they will be able to tell you, Hey, Johnny's over here in New York and he's in jail right now. Uh, you know, and they'll give you his characteristics. They'll let you know what he looks like. Um, and you will be for sure that this is the jail and uh, your relative is in custody. So it, along that social media thing, uh, we might get in more detail with it later, obviously, but make sure that your settings are set. So it is private. Um, try not to put personal information out there. But if it is out there, make sure your privacy settings are so random strangers can't see it. Make sure it is just so it's visible to your friends. Absolutely. I was going to ask if when someone is posing as an older person's grandson, how they could convince them that they are the grandson without giving them their name. But it seems like that's easy to do. I'll give you their name. I'm that person. I look like this or they look like this. Uh, We're holding him in the jail. And he also has a strong interest in the sport of wrestling. Yes, you know, exactly. They can keep giving you that information because you put it out there. Uh-huh. Your friends are public uh, on Facebook. And, you know, it, it's almost funny to some people, especially to younger people that know this type of thing. It's like, oh, yeah, of course you're not going to, you know, it's almost a stereotype. However, it's not as silly as sometimes young people think it is. For example, I have a good friend who was actually scammed Um they worked for a company there. It, it seemed like their boss had emailed them 
from their boss's email. Somehow they can make their email look like it is a different email that looks official at that company mm-hmm. name website.com. Uh, and they said, Hey, I know it's weird. I know it's your day off because they know the schedule because maybe they've hacked into that. They just look at the website of this this company that she worked for. They saw the staff. They knew that they were closed on Fridays. And so they emailed this person who is listed on the website as their as the vice president and messaged them and said, hey, I know it's weird. It's obviously me, your boss. Uh, I'm going to a family function and I need you to go ahead and use our company card and purchase a few Amazon gift cards. And I need you to give me the codes to those. And she's like, well, this is so weird, but it's so him. He's he's like that, you know, and she goes ahead and sends it. And she told us about this weird email. And we're like, well, it's coming from his email. He is that kind of guy. It is your day off. So go ahead. We all fell for it. Yeah. We all fell for it. Like, man, he's this guy's weird. He just wants to give him some Amazon gift card. So he's just going to give him the code. He did have to go to a birthday today, which this hacker scammer knew because he posted on Facebook. It, it's tricky. It's not that simple. And I have plenty more questions for you guys. I'm going to come right back in just one second. Keep listening, guys. This is an important topic that we're talking about. You're listening to Catholic Spirit Radio. We'll be right back. You're listening to Catholic Conversations on Catholic Spirit Radio. Help seniors remain independent. Faith in Action is a nonprofit providing transportation for people over 60 to medical appointments and grocery stores. Become a Faith in Action driver in the extended Bloomington Normal Area, 309-827-7780. Hi, this is Kathy and Anne from Catholic Spirit Radio. We are looking for folks who would love to volunteer with us during our fundraisers and various other station events and tasks throughout the year. We really need volunteers in the DeKalb, Sycamore, Morris, Joliet, and Lincoln areas, as well as Bloomington Normal. If you have a few extra hours or more a month, put them to use for the Lord. We would love to add your name to our Catholic Spirit Radio volunteer list. Contact us at office at catholicspiritradio.org. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Catholic Conversations on Catholic Spirit Radio. I'm your host, Paul Garcia. I am speaking with Patrol Officer Bryce Jansen and Detective Marty Krylowitz. We were just telling a story, or I was just telling a story about one of my friends, and I'm 25, and we were in our 20s, and she was an accomplished person, and she fell for a scam where someone posed as her boss, her employer, and asked for these gift cards via an email that looked like his official email. She did it. Come to find out it was all a a big scam. And you said the one thing that you can do is just never buy those gift cards for someone and do anything really over the phone uh, without a paper trail. What else can you tell us about that? So going, going back to those scams, they're called phishing scams. Okay. Don't picture bluegill, bass, catfish. It's a P H I S H I N G. Um, and in 2022 across the, the country, $52 million in losses, uh, due to, due to these phishing scams. Um, so a lot of times it'll come in as a text message or email. Um, like you said, they can claim to be your boss. You, you, many of the listeners have probably gotten emails saying, Hey, it's Amazon. Or, uh, you know, it's Amazon, you got a gift card waiting for you. Click on this link and there's $250, you know, and then next thing you know, it's wanting your Amazon password. Um, same thing with uh, UPS shipments or uh, postal service shipments. Hey, your package is at our facility. It's been there for two weeks. Uh, if you don't come pick it up, 
we're going to throw it in the trash can. You know, once again, there's an ultimatum. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the package is going to be destroyed. You know, you need to click this link immediately to, to view how to pick up your package. Okay. Once again, they're wanting you to click on these links and enter personal information um, and send that off to them. So then they have access to your accounts. Um, so for those, you want to check on the spelling. Like you said, the the email looked all right. It looked like it was coming from this person. Um, check on the spelling. So like the Amazon one, obviously Amazon is A-M-A-Z-O-N. Uh, there might be an extra N on that uh, www.amazon.com. There might be an extra N in there. Uh, you might see a few spelling errors in the body of the message. Those are all things to look out for. Um, but if you get an email that doesn't seem quite right or uh, a text message that doesn't seem quite right, just delete it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't respond to it. Um, the one you described was obviously a little, a little more uh, intelligently done. And uh, there's a little more trickery in there where they're able to get a backstory um, and, and use that against people. But this is a very, very common tactic. Mm-hmm. Right. And you talk about the spelling. Why is that a big sign? I would assume that if an email actually came from Amazon themselves, it's going to be crisp, clean, perfect. All the links, there's not going to be anything fishy because yeah. they're official. Right. There will surely not be a spelling error. They mm-hmm. are paying people humongous salaries to make sure that there's no spelling errors anywhere. Oh, yeah. It is double, triple checked mm-hmm. uh, up and down before that uh, email would go out. Um so if, if you get a text message saying it's from Amazon, uh, unless you just ordered something and it is on the way, I would not recommend clicking on that link. Now, why are these phishing emails often, why do they have spelling errors? Um, a like lot it seems of, like a, an easy thing to avoid. Right? right. Yeah. I mean, you would think so. Uh, once again, a lot of times these, uh, these scams are uh, linked to overseas um, and that way they can avoid prosecution. Um, we have a lot of times, whether it be a phone call or, uh, an email or text message scam, whatever it is, a lot of them are linked to overseas, um, and detectives get investigating it. And the next thing you know, oh, it originated in this country. We're not going to be able to go much further with this. So, um, the people doing it are very intelligent. They know what they're doing. Uh, they might have a few spelling errors, but they, uh, they know how to steal your money. Right. What is the main medium of scamming? Is it the telephone? Is it Facebook? Is it email? Is it fairly even? Or do you even, can you know the stats on that? I don't think we can even accurately just, you know, say for sure. Uh, a lot of it is over the phone. Um, you'll actually be talking to somebody. I think it's getting more popular now with the text messages and email. But I would say uh, from my experience, most of it has been over the phone. Um, some of it may originate in a text message or an email and it says, call this number, and then you call it. Uh, but but I would say the majority of them do involve the telephone. Just during the break, the producer, John, and I were telling stories about just how common this type of attempt is. And it doesn't matter, like we're not in that older age group, but still I'm getting calls and John's getting calls almost every day. John's definitely getting calls every day, multiple calls that are attempts at selling you on, hey, you qualify for these benefits, you qualify for this financial uh, whatever you get, you're getting some money. You got a big opportunity here. I get some f- literally every day and I'm just so used to it that I, I just expect it. It's mm-hmm. a random number from somewhere. Usually there's a few second pause at the beginning 
and then they'll start talking. And I just know it's a robot. But most people probably don't know it's a robot. If I was 80 years old uh, and I'm not constantly on the internet and I don't know about all this, I'm going to fall for that often. Oh, yeah. I think, hello, hello. Hi, hi. This is so-and-so and we're with whatever. Did you know that you qualify for this? Back in the day, anyone who's 80 years old, back in the day, they could pick up the phone. It was always going to be a solid conversation and a real person, no robots or anything. It's just, I really feel bad for the older population. But anyway, back to what I was saying originally, I get a call like this almost every day. Right. And what types of things can I look for in that phone call? Because I wouldn't be surprised if that's the most common one. Yeah. If I'm getting them every day and I'm not the target market. So once again, uh, when they're targeting the older populations, uh, you'll hear something about your social security check. Uh, your your social security check has been quarantined or uh, your account's been overdrawn and you need to send the funds to correct the issue or your funds will be canceled immediately. Once again, boom, there's your ultimatum. Um, if you don't send us the, you know, uh, the overdrawn fee, then you won't be getting a check next month or the month after that. And you can, you can kiss your social security check goodbye forever type of thing. Um, and once again, the, the IRS, a lot of those are the automated calls, you know, you owe back taxes, um, press whatever number now to be connected with an associate. And the next thing you know, you are on the phone and it is somebody, uh, you're talking to a live person. Um, and, uh, they're trying to get you to send them a bunch of cash for whatever back taxes you owe. And pretty much no official institution of any kind is going to ask you to send cash ever. No, no. And right. they're not going to have you pay it over the phone. Um, you might you might have to log into the IRS's website, maybe uh, an actual government website. Um, but do not, uh, if you talk to somebody over the phone and they say, hey, we'll email you this link to click on and, and send the funds, do not click on the link. It's a scam, okay? Mm-hmm. Right. And now I've talked to a lot of older people and the amount of times, and I don't even talk about this subject very often, but I've still heard a lot of people say that, especially older women, especially widowed older women, they're getting messages on Facebook a lot from lovers from different countries. Oh, yeah. Is that something that you've ever dealt with or at least heard of? Yeah. So um, they're called romance scams. I can't remember which state it was in, but there was uh, a recent uh, news broadcast on it. And uh, the guy lost $800,000. Met someone online. They claimed to be in love with them. Uh, how they found that out, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if they saw an obituary where somebody had recently passed, or if they've seen it on his social media. Um, but they start talking online. Uh, they'll even go as far as to send you a gift. You know, here's a personalized blanket of you know the pictures off your Facebook with with my alleged picture on there, and they'll send them this blanket as a gift. You know, what what's a forty dollar blanket in the grand scheme of things when they know they're going to get eight hundred grand. Um, so they're going to gain your trust. Uh, they're going to act like a good friend. Um, they'll send you gifts. And the next thing you know, you are out a lot of money. And a lot of times it takes a relative to help somebody find that out. Okay. It might take uh, that guy's, I believe in this instance, it was his uh, daughter found out that, whoa, dad, how much money did you send these people? And they're nowhere to be found. Um, once again, it got traced to an offshore account. Um, 
and uh, the chances of finding out who that person is is slim to none. All right. This is sort of an obvious question that people want to know the answer to, but it might be hard to answer. Who is doing this? Who is behind these scams? Is it a typical group of people? Is it a type of person? Is it a region? Who's doing this? It's it's, it's evil. It's very evil. It is very evil. It is all over. Um, it's it's all over. It's in the U.S. It's overseas. Uh, pretty much every, everywhere you look, um, obviously, nobody wants – I shouldn't say nobody – there are a lot of people who do not want to work for their money. They want to scam people out of their money. Um, they want to take the easy way and steal every penny that people have saved up uh, by scamming them. Um, and it's just all across the board. It doesn't matter if it's in the U.S. or another country. Uh, you can expect it to come from anywhere. My goodness. <clears throat> What do you think? We talked about this during the break and feel free to push back on me in any way you need to. Uh, There's a YouTube channel Mm -hmm. and it has millions and millions of subscribers. All this guy does is he's a computer whiz. He will use a voice changer. He'll go on the microphone and of course use his voice changer. He'll sound like an older woman and he'll accept these calls that just come his way naturally. They just come his way. And they say, hey, we have, maybe it's your car's extended warranty. Maybe it's something else. And he'll go along with it and he'll play the part. Really, he's a 20-some-year-old guy. He knows exactly what he's doing. And they'll send him some money, just like you said, or they'll send him back some money after he sent them some money. And then he'll, for a moment, be in the driver's seat somehow. And he'll he'll request five fifty thousand dollars from them. He'll reverse hack them. He'll take money from them. And everyone on YouTube loves it. Every video has millions and millions of views and he makes a killing off of this. And the people are always freaking out. And usually they are from India. Okay. I don't know if that matters to you. If that sounds like something that, uh, if that makes sense to you, they're always overseas, at least on his videos. And they're usually from India and they're usually a part of a larger group. Mm -hmm. And as you've been saying, all the comments say on these videos, this is, I love this. This is justice. Uh, my grandpa was so embarrassed after he sent so many thousand dollars. My grandma was horrified and so embarrassed and she went into depression because she thought she was saving her grandson who she just never met. She felt like an idiot. Um, anyway, there's a big market for people who want to see these people brought to justice. Right. And this guy's doing all he can, uh-huh. but he's still doing something borderline illegal. He's reverse right. hacking those people <laughs> yeah. taking their money. My question is, do you agree? Is there, am I just seeing the wrong videos? Is this oftentimes in India or at least overseas? Um, at least overseas. Uh, a lot of times there will be an accent associated with the the person on the other end of the line. And, and oftentimes it, there won't be an accent. Um, so I, I guess I would say caution to, if, if you hear a voice on there that seems uh, familiar to you, uh, like you said, you can use a voice changer. So, I mean, these people can get voice changers as well. Um, but there, there is frequently an accent associated with the scams. But I would heed warning to trust anybody on the phone based on their accent or, or distrust them for that manner. Mm-hmm. Right. What do we do if we suspect maybe our loved one is being scammed? If we think that, hey, they're talking a lot about this online partner. And I think they might be sending the money. They seem particularly stressed out. They're buying a lot of gifts. It looks like, how do we recognize the signs? And then how do we approach that loved one? Right. Like you said, you got to recognize those signs. Um, 
maybe they're short on cash all of a sudden and they never have been before because these scammers can drain somebody of their money fast. Um, so like you said, recognize the signs. Are they buying gifts for people? Are they overly infatuated with somebody they met online? Um, and, and try to dig, try to find out a little more info. Um, Cause deep down, they, they might not know something is up. They might think this is the one, this is the loved one they've been waiting for. Um, so you might have to dig. You might have to show them videos that you found online of, hey, look, this is sounding an awful lot like this guy over in Massachusetts that just got scammed out of $800,000. Um, you know, I'm not going to say that's what's going on here, but take a look at this video and tell me what you think for yourself. They might push back a little bit. Um, but it, it might take showing them something like that to open their eyes to what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. And do you know, how can you, uh, how can you react? I'm, I'm asking you to play therapist or something, right? but how can you react? I could see they would be embarrassed. Mm-hmm. They would almost get mad. Like, yo, you're, you're not supporting my love life here. I'm died. My husband died and I'm just trying to be trying to find love and you're getting in the way of that. Right. How do you deal with that? And a hundred percent. That's, I mean, that's probably going to be the reaction. Um, and you're, you most likely, likely will make them very upset, um, by challenging what they think they've got going on and, uh, showing them what's actually going on. So it's, it's not easy by any means, uh, but it's going to take some talking, uh, in order to save their financial future. Uh, cause it's very possible they will be ruined financially, uh, by whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. Have they ever caught these scammers? Do you know of many stories of this? Uh, there are not very many success stories from the law enforcement side. Really? Um, like we said, based on how many of these are happening overseas. Uh, if it is a scam that's originating in the U S there's a lot higher probability of it. Um, but it takes a lot of investigation in order to find it. Uh, and a lot of times, like I said, that leads to other countries. Mm-hmm. I've got plenty more questions. Uh, we have to say thank you to our sponsors in just one second. But guys, this has been a great conversation so far. I can't wait to hit the home stretch here in just a few minutes. But first, here are a few words from our beloved sponsors. You're listening to Catholic Conversations on Catholic Spirit Radio. Help seniors remain independent. Faith in Action is a nonprofit providing transportation for people over 60 to medical appointments and grocery stores. Become a Faith in Action driver in the extended Bloomington Normal area, 309-827-7780. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Catholic Conversations on Catholic Spirit Radio. I'm your host, Paul Garcia, and I'm speaking with Patrol Officer Bryce Jansen and Detective Marty Krylowitz. Guys, we were just talking all about, um, well, a lot of things <laughs> related to uh, scamming, where they come from, why they do this, um, how they go about getting in good with typically the older generations here in America. They're typically overseas. It's really hard to uh, track them down, especially for jurisdiction reasons. The Bloomington police can't go to India or to another country where this type of thing happens. During the break, we are talking a lot as well, but... We only have a few more minutes together here, so I want to get down to some good questions. One, 
when it comes to entering your card information on websites like Amazon or auto payments with your phone provider, with your internet provider, are those types of things generally safe? Because if that information got into the wrong hands, surely you could uh, you could find yourself in some dire straits financially. Yeah, definitely. Um, generally, they are safe. Obviously, there are circumstances where that information can be compromised. What you want to look out for is a lock icon uh, up in that uh, URL box. It'll it'll look like a little padlock, and it'll show, hey, this website is secure. Um, or there'll be a it'll be HTTPS showing that this uh, website domain is also secure and uh, whatever you have transmitted through that website is safe at that point in time. Uh, So that is one thing to look out for. Okay. HTTPS. Mm -hmm. I thought that was on every website. Is that not the case? The S, uh, I believe the S actually stands for secure. I'm not a a web techie guy, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. Okay. Well, John here is a web techie guy and he says that is the case. S stands for secure. I can't believe I didn't know that. That's wonderful. Okay. How the dark web, this is the thing we could have a whole episode on. Can, do people ever get card information, uh, bank information and sell that on the dark web? I've heard that on commercials. I don't know. Is that something you deal with at all? I'm not, I personally am not aware of it. Um, as far as if I've seen it out on the street or not, but yeah, I've, I've heard that, that you can buy anybody's information online. Uh, if, if you've entered it in on a form, if you've given it to a cell phone provider, uh, if you've bought something online, they have all your info and they will sell it to third party customers and sell all your information for marketing purposes or just sell it to the highest bidder for who knows what reason. Hmm. Is there any kind of big company that can prevent this type of thing? A, a gigantic monopoly type of internet security provider that can prevent this type of thing from happening? Or what we were talking about during the break, a giant cell phone security service that can alert you when this is a likely scammer calling you? Is, do anything, anything like that exist? I was never told anything about that. Hmm. I yeah. wish there would be. Yeah. Every once in a while, uh, I know Marty or, uh, yeah, Marty was saying, uh, you'll get a, a phone number pop up on your phone and it'll say scam likely. Uh, I'm not too sure what company provides that. Um, but I, I have seen that frequently kind of giving you a heads up that, Hey, this isn't a familiar number. It might be a scam. Uh, so they have started pushing that alert out, but I'm not too sure if there's a government organization who's responsible for that, or if it's a cell phone provider or who it is. Uh, but that is one helpful thing that is out there. I really think in the next 10 years, something's going to change in this field that will prevent this. Something good will happen because I remember when I was hosting a podcast for a while, I would do a call-in thing and I just use this um, this software or this app called, I don't, I'm just going to call it Happy Line. And basically you can type in an, for $9.99 a month. You can type in a phone number or it'll give you a phone number in a region. It'll just throw one together and that's the number that people call. And you can call from that number and that number pops up on people's phones when mm-hmm. you call it. And what I did was I, I got a 309 number, and which is here in this area. And I could call anyone. They'd say it's a 309 number. Oh, this looks like uh, my thing. I could have put in 
uh, Afghanistan, an Afghanistan region, and it would have given me an Afghanistan phone number. I could call someone in Afghanistan and said, hey, it's your nephew. Immediately, my mind went to that. I yeah. said, this is this easy to get as an area code in your number, and that's what's going to pop up on someone else's phone, and they'll think that you're from that area. It's that easy. Mm-hmm. It's that easy. And you know what's really strange is sometimes it would give me a number that already exists in the area, and I would call my, my brother-in-law. And he said, yeah, I would test it out. And he said, yep. It popped up as a person's name that actually lives in Bloomington. I, I know them. And you just have their number as well. That's unbelievable. They gave me a number and I called from a number that already exists that someone has. It's crazy. It's crazy. The things we can do and the ease that you can scam people is unbelievable. I actually got a phone call one time on my personal phone uh, and they were like, you just called? Like, no, I didn't just call. And they're like, yeah, you just called. You left me a message. So once again, this was some kind of scammer that had auto-generated a phone number that belonged to me and they were reaching out to people with it. Wow. It's that easy. Yep. If that doesn't tell you that you have to have your guard up to the listeners right now, you got to have your guard up. You got to be on, on guard. There are people that are going to try to scam you. If you're like John and I, and most people, you're probably going to get these calls weekly. Mm Mm-hmm. So stay on guard, and I want to ask a few more questions. This is Catholic Spirit Radio, of course. The topic of scamming the innocent and unsuspecting, it kind of runs parallel to a lot of things that we value in Catholicism and Christianity at large. Uh, The wicked prey on the most vulnerable for reasons of greed, most likely, I would imagine. Uh, How do scammers use religion in their attempts to steal steal someone's money? Does that ever happen? Yeah, it does. Uh, So there are obviously scammers that will go after you for your charitable contributions. Um, you know, they'll claim to be a local sheriff's department collecting funds. They'll claim to be a, a rescue organization helping people in Haiti. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. They're going to claim to be someone. So you will send them cash or send them money. Um, there is a website called charitywatch.org. Uh, there's also a phone number for that. So once again, charitywatch.org. And the phone number is 773-529-2300. So 773-529-2300. Um, so this charitywatch.org is a independent, uh, I know you were just talking about if there's any agencies that help protect people. So this is an independent website and they are, they, they categorize themselves as a charity watchdog. Um, so it will tell you this supposed, uh, charities information. Uh, so if it's a 501 C three, uh, you know, tax exempt charity and it is listed on their website, if it is an actual charity, okay, it'll give them a grade. Um, so this is one I picked off. I'm not soliciting for, uh, this charity by any means, but, uh, Catholic relief services, it's out of Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, and this website gives them a, a plus of a grade. Uh, the grade is given after financial reporting, audits, tax forms, annual reports, uh, et cetera. And then it'll even tell you uh, where their expenses go towards. Um, so this particular organization, 91% of their expenses go directly to the charity. Um, and so that is one thing. If somebody claims they're from a charity, uh, say, hey, I'll get back to you, you know, if it's actually a charity, they will have no problem with you calling them back uh, to donate your hard-earned money to them, okay, to give you some time to do a little bit of research. Um, if if not, if they don't want you to, to do a little research, then it is a scammer and they don't want to be found out. 
Okay. Um, so I would, I would suggest using this website if you're uh, thinking about donating, uh, especially over the phone, um, to see if this is actually an organization. Mm-hmm. Now, what about nonprofits like Catholic Spirit Radio and Catholic churches? Mm-hmm. How do we go about guarding our, our money? Because we have a lot of people donating. There's a lot of money in churches. Is there right. any way that we can, I don't know, it, are we subject to scams? Are people going to call churches a lot of times? Do churches ever get scammed, or are they usually pretty good about? I'm sure uh, there are churches that have been scammed. Uh, I think they know to prey on uh, individuals, though. A lot of times, churches, it's not just one individual responsible for the funds, um, and they know that it's a it's a, a group, a committee of people that determine, hey, you know, this month we're going to send out X amount of dollars to help out this local charity. We're going to send out this other portion of funds to help out the local food pantry. Um, So they know that these organizations have a group of people and they know if they target a group, they've got more minds coming together that are going to find them out. Um, So the, the scammers are mostly going to target individuals. Right. There's so many things that you can do to better protect yourself against scammers and to protect your loved ones against scammers. If there's no paper trail, that is being offered. If you, if you go through with what they're asking, there's going to be no paper trail. Don't pay. If there's a big ultimatum, do this or go to jail, do this, or we're going to ruin your life. Don't do it. That's a scam. Right. If there's spelling errors in an email, it's probably a scam. You could even go deeper and say, if there's a harsh accent on the other end, I, I know you can't really say that, but still at least be a little weird because the majority of these scams or a lot of them anyway, they could be from overseas. Very often they are from overseas because it's so hard for local police or anyone really to go after them because they're overseas. Mm-hmm. Uh, be weary. Yes. You hear those those harsh accents. Um, be weary of overseas lovers. Romance is a big thing. They try to get in good. And if, if you notice loved ones who typically had plenty of money and they're low on cash now, ask them some questions. Be patient with them. Be Be sensitive. Are there anything, any other uh, tips and advice you could give us before we wind things down? Yeah, real quick, just back to uh, most of these scams happening over the phone. Um, nothing says you have to answer your phone. Send it to voicemail, okay? Um, do not give these people the time of day. If it is somebody and they leave you a message and it sounds legitimate, then okay. Like I said, maybe get a second opinion, um, but make them leave a voicemail, okay? If, if you do answer, and something seems suspicious, just hang up on them. Uh, if it actually is the IRS, I assure you, if you owe them money, they will uh, probably send you a, a nice letter in the mail or uh, maybe even show up at your door. I don't know. Uh, but th- they're not going to call you over the phone uh, demanding that you send them all this cash. So like I said, if you get a suspicious call, don't answer it. And if it seems suspicious after you do, hang up. And never send cash through the mail. Yes. Yes. Mm. Never send cash through the mail. Right. Well, gentlemen, it's been a great conversation. It really has been. I think this is going to be so important for so many of our listeners to listen to. Well, guys, I mean, just thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we go ahead and end things? I don't think so. Uh, just if if you ever have second thoughts, uh, reach out for a second opinion. Uh, do not hesitate to call the police department. That's what we're there for. Uh, we will be more than happy to give you our advice. Uh, or, or take a second look at something, uh, we would rather take 10 minutes out of our day to talk to you than uh, have to write a report saying, hey, 
this person lost a lot of money, okay? Because that takes a lot more time, first of all, but we do not like to see good people losing their money like that. Right. Absolutely. Well, it's been a great conversation. Everyone's going to benefit from this for sure. Until next time, thank you for listening to Catholic Spirit Radio, everyone. God bless and have a great week. You've been listening to Catholic Conversations. Download our podcasts at catholicspiritradio.com. 